T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a stall of talk. There's nothing going on this time of year, so got, people got to find stories to write about, whatever it may be. So, you know, whether it's truth to anything that comes out, you just never know. So I, when I show up day one of OTAs and then day one of camp, that's, it, it is what it is. Like you show up and that's what it'll be. So um, yeah, me concerning about that stuff is not gonna help me out at all. So I don't, I don't figure to worry about that. Not my job to worry about it. So figure, you know what, I'll let, it, let, it, let the other people worry about that type of stuff. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Nice uh, music bed there. Yeah. That is uh, that is basically um, the uh, the tight end um, playing Alfred E. Newman. And I hope that Justin Fields uh, hears that. But uh, but to Cole Komet, there's... Uh, Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's, everything's going to be fine, man. Don't worry about it. Cole Komet, I give him a lot of credit, speaking of him. He is at Notre Dame getting his uh, degree, finishing up what he has left. And Mike Berman from NBC Sports did a nice job going over to campus, talking to Cole Komet uh, about him getting his finishing up his education at, at Notre Dame, as well as Cole Komet sharing the, the fact that there's some preliminary talks about a contract extension. I think that's positive. You expect him to be a guy that, with all this cap space, they end up locking up a little bit more long-term. So good for him. Molly. this weekend, I'm curious what you think. By the time we get in here on Monday, as we alluded to during the pick six, they will have already begun negotiations with somebody. You know that. Mm-hmm. It's midnight on Sunday. You know that they're going I to be so. ahead of the game, maybe yep. even a deal in place. We don't know who it will be with. We can speculate about Orlando Brown Jr. or Mike McGlinchey the offensive tackles who are at the top of the list. But I'm curious, do you think that because of that reality, what Monday represents, what what Wednesday represents, the official start of the league year, that this weekend we'll see, if not just with the Bears, around the league, deals, trades, because of teams like Ryan Pohl suggested, wanting to get everything cleared up, wanting to have a plan in place, do you think wow. the Bears could trade down this weekend to know what they're working with heading into free agency? Well, I, I mean, yes, it's certainly possible. But do I want that to happen? Unequivocally, no. I think that what, you know, the whole point of trading something is to make sure that you are trading it at the right moment. Maximizing right? the value. Maximize mm-hmm. the value of that. Is this the right moment? Is this the point? Or is this a panic move? Well, is I, this a, I, I don't a, know. It's a fair question. I don't know. I think that 
Do you see teams do this on a normal Typically, basis? no. Typically, you don't see that, right? So, I think that's what makes this stand out. And that's why I think the reports from last week in, in, in Indianapolis were stood out as much as they did. Ryan Poles saying he talked to three teams, sounding confident about getting two ones in the future right. for, for this deal. Now, if he consummates a deal and a trade over the weekend – and we come in here on Monday, and the trade brings the Bears back. Exactly what he said. Two future first-round draft picks. I don't know that I'm going to mind it as much as if he doesn't. If he doesn't get that, the established haul that he told us he could get, then I would be very disappointed, and I would wonder why the heck he's, he's rushing to make a deal. But I want to reserve judgment because if he does get a first-round draft pick in 2024 and a first-round draft pick in 2025, and he makes the deal by Monday, I don't know that I'm going to be quick to criticize the timing of it if, in fact, he gets what he wants because I don't know if he'll get better than that. Well, I, 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 I'm I, not saying – I don't know that either, David, but I, it just seems like if it, the way you just described that um, seems like a bookkeeping thing where they want to keep everything. Well, we know then that we have this and then we can do with that and we can – it's it there to me it's a strange way of operating that's all i mean if if they have reached a conclusion that they're not going to get anything better than this and we got to do it now before other teams go into free agency and pick up players and, and change their mind and change their mind right so now like you know if it's carolina if they're going to get two future uh number one picks it's probably carolina and or if, Vegas, but likely Carolina. Likely Carolina. Yeah. If you're going to make that trade, are those picks going to be there if something happens and they start working on a deal for Lamar Jackson? If something happens and they start working on a trade for a player, mm-hmm. and I don't know who might be, but there are still plenty of quarterbacks mm-hmm. floating around out there. Wouldn't that be the main reason it would compel you to act now rather than later? Again, uh, you know, then then your whole nonsense about having three teams on the hook is wrong, well, right? But but I don't you suspect that something that he told us at least one thing that he they shared publicly with reporters was either wrong or intentionally misleading. Yes, there's no doubt about that to yes. me. So I'm if hoping. If we come in here on Monday and they've already traded that pick, then they're no longer on the clock, right? They're, they're no longer. Now we're going to look at them they're and not on okay, the clock. What, is, what do you what do you actually have? And what will you actually get? It will change the the tenor and the tone. Right now, they have one pick in the top 50. Okay? They pick first and I think 53rd. And they have three picks in the top 100. It's not nearly enough. Um, if they somehow take that pick and turn it into a couple more players and a couple future picks, you're not going to hear me complain about it. But I'm, I am definitely – Curious. You're skeptical. I get that. Okay. I, well, you should be. We both should be. Everyone should be. Thank you. Skepticism is earned, and it's appropriate when you're talking about Ryan Poles entering his second draft and the Bears being historically average. Um, so I just want to be prepared on Monday that, number one, they could have a deal by the time we're on the air or at least a reported deal or an agreement in place. And secondly, it, it, it wouldn't shock me if they do try to get their, get, get their ducks in a row and they act prematurely in, a, in the eyes of some people, and, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they did make a deal ahead of time. 
maybe they'll wait, take it up to the, the draft day, as a lot of people would, or maybe they want to feel like they they get this out of the way, as you described, because you know what? If a team pivots away from what they're offering now, you don't want to say, oh, geez, I wish I would have taken it then. That That's the premise. That would be the logic, and that would be the only way I would be able to understand or maybe justify I, I, making the trade now. It, it would have to be a hell of a deal. It would have to be a deal, honestly, David, that, that we came away with like, wow, the Bears are set up now this year and for the future. That This is going to be something to behold. Two future first-round draft picks would be that good, I think. If you Look, I, I'm in the – okay. I'll believe it when I see it mode when yeah. it comes to Ryan Poles. The, the Detroit Lions have two first-round picks in this draft, and they're fairly high. Do you think they're going to win the draft? They – did a pretty good job of winning the draft last year. So they're going to win the draft. They're going to be close to winning the draft again this year. And I think that when the Bears go into next year, if they have two first-round picks, we'll say their own and the one they pick up, we'll say Bears should win this draft. And then in 2025, we'll say the Bears should win this draft. And that's where you want to be. But we also might be talking about why don't the Bears take one of those future picks and move up and get somebody that's – see what I'm saying? Why, why do they – They need a lot. Why don't they point. use those two picks to move up to draft the quarterback? Why Caleb are, Williams, why come are on we, down. Yeah, why are we waiting for the Bears to get better? You know, they – I mean, he, he's talked about having a sustainable draft-driven team. He wants to build a team that is sustainable. So that starts with the quarterback. And um, – you know, maybe they have a sustainable. He, even talking to Peter King, did not sound like, well, we got to see this thing through. That's a lot different than we have the guy. It's That's just, true. It's just, it's just it, an he, interesting idea. Well, I think Ryan Poles has never been accused of being overly effusive with praise of Justin Fields. And as much as he has committed to him, this offseason, it does feel conditional, and that's understandable because he didn't draft him, and he did see he did say see it through. That's not exactly a, a, a an endorsement of a guy that you think can lead you to a Super Bowl, as as would be the rhetoric the next time you draft a quarterback in the first round. If they draft whoever drafts Bryce Young this year or C.J. Stroud this year. They're going to introduce him, and on the day they do, they're going to say, this is the quarterback that's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Have you ever heard that kind of and, – and, and I'm thinking out loud here because I can't recall it specifically, but have you ever heard that kind of rhetoric attached to Justin Fields from Ryan Poles? Not yet. But, you know, I mean, basically every time Ryan Poles talks about Justin Fields, he talks about how much he likes him, and he talks about how there is a need to take the next step. And guess what? That's accurate. There it, is a need to take the next step. I got nothing but time for Justin Fields, and I think his athletic ability is extraordinary. But if he wants to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, if he wants to be a franchise quarterback, he needs that sort of whatever, Jalen Hurts jump, whatever way you want to describe it, so that you go into next year and you feel good about him throwing the football. It's accurate, but it's telling. Because yeah, it's very you don't often hear executives talk about their franchise quarterbacks and offer conditional support. That's and right. it feels like that's what he does every time that he talks about seeing it through. 
It's the right. It's the, it's the right approach. Of course it is. But it's more level-headed than you typically hear your general manager talking about his young 23-year-old franchise quarterback. When you got fans and radio hosts that are more enthused about your quarterback than the general manager, <laughs> you got to be aware of that, okay? I, I'm, not, I'm not dissing anyone. I'm just saying that, that, that there is another step needed, and I think clearly the general manager knows it. And I personally believe that that can happen. But, you know, if you're trading away picks – if, if you know, we have a texter saying if they trade it tonight, it's like a Friday night news dump. Bears trade number one pick. That right now they're the center of the uh, of the whole NFL draft. The epicenter. Uh, totally. They are. And no now, doubt about it. And they got all the money in the world, and they could sign any player they want. And now other teams are going to go into free agency and start picking their teams apart and figuring out what they want to add and make up for whatever mistakes they believe they've made. I don't know that the Bears are in that mode. I don't know that the Bears are in the mode of, you know, we got to get the number one guy at every position and we got to, which should be their attitude, quite frankly. They're taking the long view to this. And I understand and almost appreciate that because there would be an urgency to, or there would be a tendency to feel that kind of urgency to maybe persuade you to make a decision you're not ready to make. What Ryan Poles would be doing if he's able to get the two future first-round draft picks that he's so sure that he can get would be positioning himself for a for that sustained success. If you don't do that and you go and you 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 choose to accumulate assets in this draft, one that a lot of experts or evaluators will tell you might not be as deep as future drafts or past ones, then I don't know if you're doing it right. I look, I'm going to stick with this. Once you establish that as the 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 return to future first round draft picks. Now you got to follow through Ryan polls. Yeah. That's what we're going to hold you to. So if that's the case, then he has to make the move immediately to ensure he gets that only if he has it in hand, but he claims he does see if he does and make the deal. Okay. I, I guess I'm asking why, why would you wait? If you, if it's not going to get much better than that. I, I do you know that I sense that. Yeah. Don't you? No. Well, I, I, I mean, here's the thing. Because, like you, you pointed it out. What, what if teams go who are fixated on go, moving up to get that quarterback by by the time the draft arrives have found that quarterback? What if Anthony Richardson, after his unbelievable performance at the combine, throws the heck out of the ball in his workout and shows the sort of accuracy? Again, you know, you should be looking at the tape, but if you're at the workout and this guy is throwing against air and completing every pass and looking like he can read the world. It, what if something like that happens and he becomes a guy that every team is centered on? What if, you know, C.J. Stroud, uh, who's already won the combine, who's already proven it, he can throw it, the It's hell a defensible out of the ball, position. Has, I, a, an I, unbelie- I, has, I, has had great interviews. I'm just I'm saying. I, I don't know if there's a wrong answer here, Molly, because yeah. if you end up with the same – return right then i'm not sure there's a, a, a the the wrong method was taken or you can make the argument that one way is better than the other i just think i'm trying to explain why i might understand it if they're if they do pull off a deal sooner rather than later before the league year begins to go into free agency with that peace of mind that you're no longer on the clock and you've got your future ones I would understand it. it may, there may be a better way. You're exactly right. Strange things happen at these workouts, and executives can convince themselves that they see 
the second coming of whoever. I just don't know that I'm going to immediately criticize a deal if it's done I, I'm over not the saying weekend. I'm going to immediately criticize I, it. I know you're not. No. I, I'm saying I, I, my, my contemplation of this is, is this, are you trading this now on whatever, March, whatever date it is? What is it, the 10th? Are you, if you're trading this now instead of waiting a month, are you gaining something that you wouldn't have a month from now, or are you losing something that could be there a month from now? I just, it's the right I just question to ask. Know. I want to know it, it's understandable. what would it take for it to be the right move, and if you're just making it because you're a little bit afraid the deal's going away, then, then you got to take that into consideration, too, when you, when you, con- you know, contemplate how well he's done. Can I make one more point as we are in this season of mock drafts and, and speculation and, and everything about trading down and then trading down again? And this comes from none other than Larry Mayer, who at ChicagoBears.com has an office and desk at Hallis Hall. Yes. So this is as close to, you know, being the, the party line as, okay. as you can get. He tweets out, and I think this is a good reminder, several mock drafts have the Bears trading down twice in the top ten. Yes. In the Super Bowl era, only the 1983 Oilers and the 1997 Jets have done that. It's really rare. Not easy to do. It's not easy to do. That's all. And it's really unusual to see it done. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> so and here's I, the thing. If you're trading down twice, one of the two deals is not going to be very good. It, that's just the reality. That's why of teams it. don't that's do why it. Teams don't. That's exactly right. It's so, the, so the first trade, you better get everything you can, and then if you realize if you want to try to go lower, then you know you take what you can get. And theoretically, with the first overall pick in the draft, you shouldn't take what you can get. No, no, you get the most. Don't settle. Don't don't settle. That's uh, it. But I, I, you also there's there's a balance there. You don't want to settle, but you have to be shrewd so you don't miss out on an opportunity that might be your best one, even if it comes early. I think that whatever move the guy makes, we're going to believe that that was the best deal he had in hand. That he felt like if he trades on Friday, uh, you know, today, if he trades the pick, and we come back in here on Monday, I will not criticize it. Because I don't know the conversations he's having with these teams. I know what he's saying. I know what the. I know that what uh, reporters they're talking to are saying. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Oh, the, the you know the the hall's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> I understand all that. I don't know that that's the truth. And he knows that that's the truth or not. And if he knows that there is the one team that's given him all the all the firepower he wants, but if he doesn't make a deal with them now, they're going to go get a quarterback elsewhere. Then, then God bless him, and, and I'm not going to criticize the deal. I don't have the information he has. Fair and enough. it's very hard to, to, to pick apart what he would do or wouldn't do when you're lacking that information. Quick thought on free agency. We have Brian Baldinger coming up next, but yes. I want to know this. Orlando Brown Jr., Mike McGlinchey, right tackle McGlinchey, left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Yes. Do you think that the Bears have prioritized one over the other? Would you, if cost is no object – are we in agreement that Orlando Brown Jr. is the is the option you have to explore? And if not, Mike McGlinchey would be a nice consolation prize, but he's going to be cheaper slightly, but he's also going to be a guy that makes an impact on your line. You know, to me, I would lay it out and get Orlando Brown Jr. To me, that's a gift that, that the uh, Chiefs are giving you. To me, I would pay the guy I, – I, 
again, Brandon Thorne uh, does a great job at Trench Warfare, and they break down tape, and they look at guys, and he has Orlando Brown Jr. as the only above-average starter available in free agency. I, I think McGlinchey is considered an average starter. I have to go look at through the thing. But I believe you get the best guy, and you fit him in, and you don't worry about how your scheme fits him or whatever, how he fits your scheme. If he is the best above-average starter that you can get, that's what they need. They need the best players they can find, and they got all this money for a reason, and don't be afraid to spend it. We're on the same page there. I'm curious to see what Brian uh, Baldinger thinks about this. We'll talk to, to Baldy next. It's Molly and Hall at Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Go, go. Brian Baldinger. Take a bow. That's right. NFL analyst for the NFL Network in Fox Sports. And I think for the first time, I feel like they got a real coach and a real quarterback. Odyssey NFL Insider. You're seeing the development of a real quarterback. While he's developing, he's entertaining as hell. I watch this quarterback play. I think there's a bright, bright future in Chicago. Host of Baldy's Breakdown. But Justin Fields keeps his eyes down the field. He makes the throw. Sometimes it's just a couple. That's all you need. You just hang. You just battle. You just hang in there. Brian Baldinger with Mully and Haw. Oh, this is awesome. On 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we're going to be joined in a second here by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with Jason LaConfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL and Brian joins us, as all guests do, on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Brian, good morning. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you. Well, you know, we keep arguing about what the Bears should do here in free agency, and I am of the belief that a guy like Orlando Brown Jr. is a, an absolute gift if you can go out and pay him and get him. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. I'm not saying he's the best. He's he's the best player in the league, but he's the best offensive lineman. He's the only real left tackle available in free agency. 
you got more money than anyone else, improve your offensive line. I would make him a priority. I'd be sitting in front of his house trying to get this done, and it sounds like that might not be the way the Bears go. Yeah, well, um, I like Zeus. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, he can uh, basically create his own solar eclipse uh, <laughs> with his size. Um, you want you actually want Zeus on your team because he basically starts every fight and he finishes every fight. He just brings that mentality and attitude uh, to the practice field and to the game field. <clears throat> you see him game day. <clears throat> Guy's got his game face on now. Uh, you know you can't you can't get him out of the zone that he's in. And so he wanted to be a left tackle. Uh, Baltimore wanted to pay him as a right tackle. Uh, he wanted to be a left tackle to kind of pay tribute to his father, uh, who was a great player in this league, and he's playing left tackle. And the one thing about Zeus, he lines up and plays every play. He doesn't get hurt, doesn't miss games, doesn't miss practices. But is he the best? No, he's not. And so you just got to gotta go, okay, but you got a mobile quarterback that you know can get out of harm's way when things don't go perfect for him out there on the edge because he's not the most athletic guy. But uh, I'm with you. Like, you had a chance to get Zeus. I'd put him in my lineup. And I like Braxton Jones, too. But I might find a different position for Braxton if, if you're able to land Zeus. Brian, two things. So do you have any insight into what he's looking for on his next team? And the second thing is we hear this kind of suggestion that there might not be the most ideal scheme for a guy like Orlando Brown Jr., to which we have responded to, change your scheme because you need him. <laughs> well, I remember I did a game this year the national radio, Kansas City and Buffalo, and the Chiefs lost the game at home. And I get a call from Zeus, like probably an hour afterwards. I'm in the stadium just doing some work. So he calls me and he goes, what'd you think today? I go, well, you guys don't like to run the ball very much. And he goes, bingo. Like he wants to go someplace where you run the ball. Like you can just, that's his, that's his forte, just leaning on people. That's what he wants to do. Now, look, you can't argue playing left tackle with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know, you got yourself a Super Bowl. But ultimately, he wants to be in a, in a running offense, and that's kind of what Chicago looked like to me last year. Yeah, and, I, and I, you know, I, I guess Mike McClinchy is the guy the Bears might prefer over him because they'd leave Braxton Jones on the left side. Again, he's, he's not a bad player. I mean, he, he had a decent rookie season. I wouldn't think that he set the league afire, and I think you have to be aware – of how you're going to help him and support him. Uh, but they love that style of offensive lineman. Now, to me, McGlinchey, I mean, he's a giant guy, and I'm not dissing him in any way, but I, I think that if you can have an above-average player versus an average-type player, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't go for the, the creme de la creme. Well, I mean, I, I like Mike McGlinchey. Uh, he's played some good football in this league. He's had some injuries. I like Jawan Taylor better. I like Isaac Sayamalo even more. Um, people don't want to pay guards, but Jacksonville paid Brandon Sheriff last year, and that offense line looked a whole lot better and a whole lot different this year, uh, protecting that number one pick. I mean, Isaac Sayamalo to me is the best offensive lineman in this whole free agent class. Like, nobody really talks about him because he's in Philadelphia and he got all these other great players around him, but that guy had an unbelievable season last year. He could do anything you want at, at, at guard. And he actually can play any position. He plays center guard tackle. He's played them all. But Juwan Taylor and Isaac Sayamala are two guys I would definitely take a look at. I think both those guys are really good players. Brian, who is Lamar Jackson starting for week one of next season? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is I guess you got to 
play the waiting game right now, now that he's being dangled out there. But, you know, I mean, I hear all these teams saying they're not interested, but I don't know how Atlanta could be interested. I mean, it'd be, I mean, I know Arthur Blank, and I know that he would love to be in contention here uh, this year. And with Lamar and Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier and Kyle Pitts and Drake London and that offense line, the way that they played a year ago, that could be a dynamic offense day one. Um, and they'd win a lot of games in Atlanta, probably win that division. So I would I, – I, I, all the people that said I'm not interested, I think you got to have those discussions about Lamar and what he brings and just how dynamic of a player he is. Why is he available? Is it because they could not come to a conclusion on a contract with him? He's representing himself, so they're kind of hoping – that he goes out and, and finds the deal he's after so they can either match it or take the pick. I mean, are they, do they want him back? Is, is this a way of them kind of stopping the log jam between the two, the, the idea that they can't get a deal done and maybe if he sees the market, he'll come around with them? Uh, that could be one ploy. I mean, it's, it's really, basically it's coming down to guaranteed money. You know, Kyler Murray and, John Watson got guaranteed contracts, and that's what he wants. And Baltimore is just trying to protect themselves, saying, you know, we're not going to give him a guaranteed contract. we got to have some protection. He's missed 11 games in the last two years. Um, you know, hasn't been good in the playoffs. Like, you know, we're not ready to just sign off of him for, you know, five or six years and, and guarantee the money. It's, it's going to hurt the way we want to build a team. I, I, I mean, without being in any of the negotiations and seeing any of the, the offers, that's what it sounds like to me. And there's probably a whole lot of teams out there. And it, it, this could be Joe Burrow. You know, it could be anybody. Jalen Hurts could be anybody that's looking for a new contract. Um, that's going to be a sticking point. It, it might be or might not be. I don't know. But it's a sticking point in Baltimore right now with some of the injury history that's starting to sh- kind of pop up. And I'm not saying that Lamar's not worth it. I'm just saying I think that's because they've made him offers and he didn't like the offers because they weren't guaranteed. And so I think that's kind of where it's going to come down to. And, and uh, you know, we've never seen a fully guaranteed country. We didn't see it from Daniel Jones the other day. When he got his deal, it's not fully guaranteed. Part of it is, uh, and I think the Ravens are, you know, they're more than willing to give them part of the contract as fully guaranteed. But I don't think they're ready to sign off on it completely. Brian, what do you think about the way Ryan Poles has been so forthcoming about drafting first overall and having three teams that he says he's talked to about a deal and that he's confident that he could get at least a first round pick in 2024 and a first round pick in 2025 if and when he makes that trade. Well, I mean, he, he definitely has a for sale sign in his yard. Um, and so now do I want to put all that out there? Probably not. I mean, it's, it's, but there's going to be a bidding war for the first pick. I mean, he's in a great spot whether he says anything about it or not. The fact is, is that those quarterbacks that we saw work out last Sunday in Indianapolis, they're all going in the top 10. So there's going to be tremendous interest. And, you know, it's just like you saw what Chicago gave up with San Francisco to, to draft Mitch Trubisky to move up one spot. And, you know, they're still kind of scratching their head on that in Chicago and everywhere else, you know. But, you know, I mean, if you want – if let's just say uh, Houston covets – C.J. Stroud is their quarterback in the future. Well, all right. I mean, they might go to number one just to make sure that he gets him. Uh, you know, but ultimately, you'd probably love to see Carolina not 
want we want C.J. Stroud, we want Bryce Young, whoever, and we want to go all the way to number one. I mean, he's going to get his two number ones for sure, and and a, probably a boatload more if he moves back to nine. So he's going to have an opportunity to move once and maybe twice in this draft, and it's a perfect storm with these quarterbacks all getting pushed up, all needy teams needing quarterbacks. We all can identify who they are, and they're probably going to go through the draft to do it. So I think Ryan's in, in the – because there's a lot of years where nobody wants the number one pick, and that's not the case this year. So I think he's in a good spot. Ryan, you know, he's talked about maybe doing it before free agency. In other words, he might want to trade the pick before – see, I, I'm of the belief that you wait and you see – you just have to make sure you trade at the moment the pick is at its highest value, if that makes any sense. Well, I think there's there's truth to that. Um, I think, you know, I, I guess if you do it before free agency, then it forces teams to make a decision to trade now and basically forego free agency. You know, there's Jimmy Garoppolo out there. There's Aaron Rodgers out there. They may take one of those spots away of one of those four quarterbacks. And maybe it does lessen the interest if one of those spots are taken, let's say, by Carolina. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo in Carolina is a deal. I don't know, without knowing, I don't know. Or Las Vegas. You know, teams that look like they're going to draft a rookie quarterback, but if Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers is available, maybe it takes one of those spots away and it lessens the competition for that number one spot. So maybe that's how he's kind of thinking. Um you know, we may know a little bit more here. For agency starts next Wednesday. We know, may know a little bit more here this week with Aaron Rodgers. That might help a little bit, kind of clear the picture up. Quickly, Brian, does adding Aaron Rodgers make the Jets better than the Bills? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, because I think we know what Buffalo is. We know that they're going to win 12, 13, 14 games next year. And I don't think just adding Aaron Rodgers guarantees the Jets doing that. We, we've seen a team unable, not their own doing, but we've seen them unable to put an offensive line together. I mean, they're playing a 38-year-old offensive tackle that was out of the league at the end of the year last year, and they weren't very good up front. And so, you know, until they get that fixed, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, even with Aaron Rodgers, that might be a little bit of a struggle right now until they get that fixed up front. Great stuff, Brian. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Yep. My pleasure, guys. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on your Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Good stuff. Let's follow up on what he had to say about Orlando Brown and then some. 312-644-6767. Mullion Hall on the score. Where A-Rod at, man? Where A-Rod? I mean, let's make this happen, man. This is me talking now. I ain't playing no games no more. Bro, I'm not bro. playing no more. Right, I was I playing talk. that first. I'm not playing no more. You see it in my face. I need you to lock in. I need you to come here so we can win the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> don't even play no more. I mean, you've been playing a little too much. Hey, just chill. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that's Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. He wants to win the Super Bowl, and he don't want Aaron Rodgers to be playing around. No. So make your mind up already, Aaron. Get in here. Get on board. Make the trade, Woody. Yeah. Get it done. I think that's the mindset in New York. That's what the Jets want to do. I loved Brian Baldinger, though. Oh, boy. I loved a lot of what he had to say, but when I asked him if they add Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, are they better than the Bills? Eh, no. Eh, Don't think no. so. I like that because I agree with him. And, of course, I'm going to like things that I agree with, but 
the Jets <laughs> definitely improve by adding Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know that it puts him over the top. This isn't the NFC. You're not in the NFC anymore, A-Rod. Um, you go into the AFC step up in class. Orlando Brown Jr. is not the best player, but you want him on your team. He's not the best left tackle in the league, but you want him on your team. He called me after the game, and he said, "What did we? he wants to run the ball. I love that. Come on, Love that man. mentality. Come on. I did not know that Brian Baldinger was friends with Orlando Brown Jr. Calls him Zeus. That is his nickname. That was his dad's nickname, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and his I think his Twitter handle is something Zeus-related. But I think when you look at that fit. If you can get Zeus, why settle for one of the minor gods? <laughs> you don't, we don't want a minor god here. This is a place where you want Zeus. You want that left tackle. You want the anchor. You want somebody who can block out the sun and block pass rushers. You yeah. want that guy. Uh, so, slow down. He's take a deep gonna, breath. He's a professional player. He's not going to miss a down. You're going to get the same effort. You know what You know what you want out of a football player? You want someone who loves football. And that's a guy that listening to Brian Baldinger tell you what you get with him that's that's a guy that loves the game. Yeah, and I th- also think that it's important when you talk about what he's looking for. If he's somebody that, like a lot of offensive linemen, do like environments or teams or approaches that are run-oriented, you can't get much more run-oriented than the Bears. Maybe the Eagles, but certainly the Bears are as run-heavy as any team in the NFL. I would think it would be very appealing for a, an offensive lineman looking for the ideal job description, what the Bears are going to ask their offensive linemen to do would be as ideal as it gets. You have to be run first, protect a running quarterback, protect a mobile quarterback, and that would be something that would seemingly appeal to somebody like Orlando Brown Jr. who wants to play on the left side and be in an environment that has an offense run heavy. Come on down. Dustin, that had to appeal to you. Just as a meatball offensive line fan, that had to appeal to you. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, there he did give us a butt, but What's the butt? He's not the best. Well, I, well, I mean, th- he's the best available. That's true. That's that that's the key. The best available. Best available. You want And they a, need somebody. You're in no a doubt position to go out and trade for the best left tackle on the market or not, uh, not even on the market in right. the league. Right. The best left tackle on the market is available. Yes. Is it is the reason he's available is because they're spending too much money on Patrick Mahomes? I mean, is I mean, why are Probably. the Chiefs? Well, I mean, I mean, but why are the Chiefs willing to let him walk away? I, I, the answer to that, I think, is fairly obvious. They want cost certainty with the left tackle. They gave him a tag, and he played last year on a franchise tag and made the Pro Bowl, by the way. And now they have to give him the second tag, which means you pay him twenty percent more than you did last year. A nice raise, yeah. And then he's available to anyone next year, and you lose him after paying him through the nose for two years running. It's not unlike salary cap casualties. He, in essence, is a free agent, but in essence is a salary cap casualty. Right. Because you're making a decision and a determination that you have other priorities that are higher priorities because of the way you have to pay your quarterback. And he is luckily out of contract, or else he might have been cut. I mean, I love a guy who wants to put his hand in the dirt, who wants to fire off the ball. He talks about he shows up. 
He wants to fight. If there's a fight, he's going to be involved he's in it. He's going to start it and finish it. So those are all things, yes, that do play to all my that, offensive line that's sensibilities. Yes. Offensive linemen with a defensive mentality. That's what they lack, and that's what they need. You want some nasty on your offensive and line. And I think Ryan Poles loves that stuff, too. It's, it's, it's probably what has kept – we had this conversation yesterday about Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. It's the, that, that nastiness is what I think Ryan Poles is hanging on to with Tevin Jenkins. He sees that, wants that out there. I could buy that. Um, so this is a guy – how old is he, 28 years old? Is that what his age is? This is a guy also that would fit – your timeline that would be a successful player for you over whatever the four years or five years, whatever you believe your timeline Actually, is. he turns 27 on May 2nd. Okay. So he's old. even younger than you think. He, okay. So you got that mentality coming into the locker room with, a, with an accomplished player who has, you know, been a four-time pro bowler. Winner. You get, you get the added benefit of knowing how to win. Right, so you get good influence in your locker room, and you get a guy that fits your timeline. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm befuddled as to why people think this is a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea at all, and, 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 and the, I, I, I do too. David, I agree with you. The idea that, well, you know, look, look at uh, he's he can't get outside and block in the same way Braxton Jones can. Yeah, I mean he's better than him, so you get better. And it doesn't mean you can't use that guy or develop that guy or have it, him fit. Are you saying that, that that somehow Braxton Jones can only play left tackle and he can only succeed if we chip and help him? And yeah, Give me a break, right? What did you think, though, of Baldy's suggestion about the guards? So well, what I'm saying is the guards well, are going to be cheaper. The yeah, guards don't command the dollars. Here's my response, Dustin. You, you need the best position that you can get. Not only is this guy the best offensive lineman on the free agent market, he's also plays the premier position. And let, let me add this. Guards. That's a great point because you don't, on one hand, if you're Ryan Poles, you look into this big picture, you take a step back, and you let the most talented player on your payroll walk or you trade him away because he doesn't play, quote, premium position, and then you go out in free agency – and you, you you make a priority of signing a player who doesn't play a premium position. That would be incompatible logic. It just wouldn't make sense. You go out and you may overpay for a left tackle, but you've got to get that guy. Yeah, You've got to pay accordingly, and you have to fill the premium positions first and then build your roster around those investments. I, I mean, listen, what did Tony Wise say when he was sitting in here? That uh, basically your guards are all failed tackles. So you you know you mentioned uh, the Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins. Yeah. Didn't they want him to play tackle? Didn't he fail at tackle? Is that why he's successful at guard? I I just think Kyle Long, right? I mean, well, I mean, great examples, great examples. So what he said about Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars was also interesting. If he is yep. a consolation prize, if you don't get Orlando Brown Jr. and also Mike McGlinchey, who might be the guy at right tackle is where they direct some of their efforts. Uh, I don't know if it's realistic to get both. As right. I was say, shoot for the moon, yeah, right? But, I, but I'm not going to complain. Draft if defense they, by if, offense? If they draft guys that that are, you know, starters and then can play and can can calm down positions for the future, I'm not going to complain. Makes a lot of sense. If they fit into your winning window, if you will, yes. and they're young enough to be uh, guys that are going to be – reaching their peak or at their peak when you actually are in a position to win a playoff game. Agree.
Let's get to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's squeeze in Beer Man Joe. Hey, Beer Man. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Good, Joe. I just want to say, first of all, that uh, I love your shows so much that it keeps my eye up the stock market in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And the futures and all that. But on topic, um, the reason I called is um, I started thinking, you know, I'm like 57, and I I remember a sophomore year at Missouri, you know, watching the Super Bowl, and I looked at that offensive line, and there wasn't a piece missing. But I wonder if it was because, was it like, was Olin the anchor and or was he just were they just all good friends? Because I look at the Bears right now and I'm thinking, Trayvon Jenkins, uh, is he going to show up? Uh, like, who's the leader? And I think that um, the idea of getting the, the kid from KC is maybe not the worst thing because, you know, what, you've got a guy that can say, hey, here's my rings. You know, uh, but it seems like we don't have a leader on the offensive line. I, I and I wanted to get your opinion on that. You know, like, uh, do you? Am, am I wrong? Uh, Thanks, Joe. That that Thanks, is Joe. a very yeah. I mean, here's the thing: Olin Krutz was an elite leader. He was a guy that kept the you know the the locker room. The, those Bears teams they were blessed because they had Brian Erlacher on defense and they had Olin Krutz on offense, who were like very respected guys that could kind of manage any issue that came up. I think with Olin, it's one of these things where the guy, um, I'm not, I don't want to use the word policed everyone, but he made sure everyone was working very hard. There was a toughness. toughness. And and he was the guy that started every fight. No doubt about that. But I do think that when you talk about leadership, Cody Whitehair is a good leader on that offensive line. He's not the player, certainly, the caliber of player that Olin Krutz was. But I think also Sam Mustafer was a had leadership qualities, but he wasn't a guy who played well enough to maybe they, be the they impact player. They signed Lucas Patrick to because he was like going to be a leader of the group, but yeah. he, he wasn't able to play. They claim that he is like the big rah-rah guy in the weight room. I don't know that but leader in the weight room equates to leader on the field. The Bears' offensive line doesn't have a character deficit. It has a competence deficit. Yes, so that's the that's bigger fair. problem. Yeah. I, I mean, Mustafer is a guy you'd want on your team because he's a really bright guy and he's a he's a, a really, um, you know, he understands everything going on around him. But I don't know that, that he's the best player. Restricted free agent sounds like they're ready to move on from him. Yes. All right. 312-644-6767. That's the number. It's Mully and Hall on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.